Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Drink up that diesel. Head coach and team president of the Washington Redskins, Joe Gibbs. I like that! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Ben Standick here. Hope you guys are rocking and rolling in whatnot. I will uh, be talking on today's podcast about the news about Jay Gruden's extension, what that means, and also playing for you guys my interview from Indianapolis. I, yes, I was at the NFL Combine. Um, I've got I, I recorded a bunch of interviews, talked to several people. Um, on the record and off, but on the record and, and some interviews I'm going to play for you guys over the next couple of days. This one today, former NFL coach and player Rick Neuheisel, former quarterback. We talked all things Kirk Cousins. Um, I'll get into that in just a second. First off, of course, you could find all of our podcasts on iTunes. If you're a Twitter person, you can follow me at Ben Standing. You can follow my work on BreakingBurgundy.com, which is where all my Redskins work goes at this point. You can follow that at Break Burgundy, and I would also be it would also be cool if you liked my Facebook page, which is Ben Standing. Now um, we're going to get to the combine, which of course was completely overshadowed by all of the news, let's just say, going on with the Redskins involving Scott McLuhan's absence, involving Kirk Cousins' contract. I I, uh, did talk with uh, Bruce Allen, Redskins president, about that. In fact, I'm going to play a little bit of that audio here. Uh, I may play some of that audio here as well. We'll we'll, we'll decide as we get through this podcast. Uh, But I already wrote about it using the quotes on Breaking Burgundy. Dot com and um, the, the the Redskins news is going to distract a little bit more from the combine right now because overnight Saturday night the Redskins announced a or actually I take it back the Redskins did not announce this but reports came out that the Redskins have given Jay Gruden a two year extension so let's get into a couple of these things first off the timing unbelievably bizarre Saturday night what was it like ten thirty eleven something maybe even later than that. Something in that range. Ironically enough, it happened on Jay Gruden's 50th birthday. Um, so that's that's just some interesting timing. Um, but it's a, it's a weird timing for lots of reasons. Now, first off, if it was just a regular extension and there was no big deal and there was nothing else happening, it would almost maybe be quaint that the Redskins were seemingly not using this. Or again, I guess it wasn't the Redskins. But that, that the timing came out as such that it wasn't being used for a PR move per se. Hey, you know what? We decided we're going to give Jay Gruden an extension. We're just going to do it. Great. But the Redskins could use some good PR now, clearly, because it's been a crazy <clears throat> last few weeks, in particular, last few days, 
with all that's going on about Scott McLuhan's Scott McLuhan's absence, why he's not there, uh, the, the Kirk Cousins contract. So many people saying the Redskins have botched this. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I've talked about that plenty previously, and and maybe will again later here. Even on the McLuhan front, I think people were clearly thirsty to sort of just jumped up, jump on the Redskins, who in the past have given, based on their actions in the past, have not given anybody a lot of um, reason, I guess, to have too much faith in what they're doing. But, you know, look, I, I think there's got to be, see, logic there to me suggests there's there, there may be some off-the-field issues that are going on because I don't understand why, if, there was this, if this was some sort of a power play move on McLuhan's part, why he would not be at the combine, the, the you know the the biggest talent eva- evaluation par- portion of the offseason, and why the Redskins would accept that? It seems like there has to be something else going up there, where they are protecting him on some level. And when I spoke to Bruce Allen, he seemingly said as much when he said Scott McLuhan is more than just a worker; he's also a friend. That aside, let's talk about Gruden. And I'm mentioning all this because, you know, I've been on the Redskins beat for the last two years full time. I've covered the Redskins. For several years before that, I've grown up in, grew up in this area. I grew up a fan of this team, so I'm very familiar, of course, with all that goes on around here. I've been stunned the last two years how relative how, about the relative calm in the day to day covering of this team. Once, especially once the moment that the Redskins made the move from Kirk from RG three to Kirk Cousins at quarterback in 2015, it's been relatively drama free. Yes. There's things that happen everywhere. Something pops up, a, a, a news item, and, you know, somebody makes a controversial statement or there's a rumor. But I'm just saying in a general sense, there hasn't been nearly, from 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 the organization itself, there just hasn't been nearly enough, nearly that much uh, drama. And honestly, I really believe in the that Jay Gruden's presence is a big factor in that. Jay Gruden, I've been so, I've always been so impressed with him. Bad games, high moments, whatever it is, he's a pretty calm, even keel guy. Even when I've seen him off the field, he acts, he seems like the same guy. I saw him, I spoke, I spoke briefly with him in Indianapolis um, and, you know, away from sort of the official combine setting. And, you know, again, same guy that I see on the podium as well, but in in, in in a good way, just a, a, a chill guy. And I really do think that vibe has carried over to this team the last couple of years. Now, you can make me make the argument that because it's maybe a little bit too much, too chill, the Redskins, you know, maybe in some of these bigger games, haven't always been completely energetic or, or maybe, maybe, maybe there was some sense at times of them not being totally prepared. And, you know, maybe there's something to that. I don't know if that's always on the coach or the players or what have you. You know, maybe you know. I, I definitely remember talking last year about how training camp seemed to be a pretty low key affair relative to what training camp seems to be. But all that said, from the drama aspect of this all, I think Jay Gruden's presence helps a lot. And then you factor in he's the guy. It's his offense that the Redskins are executing. This offense has been killing the NFL the last couple of of years. There were absolutely red zone issues last year. There's no arguments about that. Um, and and they need to work on on that. Absolutely. I mean, just in terms of moving the ball, scheme, production, there's so much to like. I know my, uh, Andy Benoit with um, the, 
the Monday morning quarterback who's been a guest on uh, who, who we, we've talked to plenty several times for breaking Burgundy. He said he thinks Jay Gruden's system may be one of, if not the best in the entire NFL. And I, you know, with regards to the whole Kirk Cousins aspect of this, you know, if Kirk Cousins, if the Redskins aren't 100% sold on Cousins, which is seemingly somewhat evident based on what the, the contract they offered him last year, the reported contract numbers they offered him last year, then you have to, on the flip side, think that they believe a lot in Gruden's system, right? If, if, if they're not all in on the quarterback necessarily, and yet he's putting up big numbers, then you have to be all in on the system. Seemingly, we may have the same story this time. The Redskins once again slapped the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins. At the moment, at least, they have yet to sign him to an extension. I'm personally not convinced that Kirk Cousins wants to stay here with the Redskins. I, I, I've said for some time, if you go back and look at his words over the last year in change, that, that, that he is probably feels some level of dist, I guess, the way this organization has handled him the last, basically almost since he's arrived and uh, with the team in the 2012 draft. And I wouldn't even necessarily blame him for a lot of that stuff. But I would just say that right now, I'm not convinced that Kirk Cousins would even take... I don't know, even if they offered him the biggest contract for a quarterback in NFL history, I don't know if his first reaction is, yes, sign me up for that. I don't know. But in any event, if the Redskins do decide to move on from Kirk Cousins, then to me, you need to, knowing that Jay Gruden, who had two years left on his deal before this extension, you. but the reality is that last year is a lame duck year. Typically, coaches don't make it to that deal in their contract. Either they get an extension or they get or they get gone. So, <clears throat> if you believe in Cousins, if you believe in um, the Gruden system, but maybe not 100% in Cousins, then it makes logical sense to give Gruden ex- in an extension, knowing that you may have to retool a little bit, that maybe you're not Super Bowl contending at all this year, or NFC's title contending this year, and it makes sense. You give Gruden more time to retool, <clears throat> and a- a- as you figure out the process, whether Colt McCoy is, as some people want to say, is not much different than Kirk Cousins of given the opportunity. I don't know if I believe that. I believe that maybe over a two- or three-game period. I don't know if I buy that over a 16-game period. In any event, the extension, just from that perspective, makes a lot of sense, and it's something that I had pushed on on Twitter and, and elsewhere. It also does go the other way, because if you're Kirk Cousins, and let's just say you're not as... You, you are a little more willing to sign with the Redskins, but you're thinking beyond this year. If Jake Gruden isn't necessarily going to be back, you know, if the Redskins go seven and nine next year, and the Redskins decide they want to make a change at quarterback or at head coach, and Kirk Cousins is now locked into a, a, a longer contract, does that work for him? Um, if Jay Gruden's not here, maybe he doesn't want that. Well, now this deal ensures that. So if Jay, if Kirk Cousins, what whatever contract Kirk Cousins would sign long term, it's really the first three years. What what what? What will lead people will tell you that's what you need to look at because that's where essentially the guaranteed money comes in. So if it's a five year deal, it's really the first three that 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 were that's where all the interest is. And now Kirk Cousins would know that Jay Gruden, in theory, will be here for that time. Maybe so. Maybe that persuades Kirk Cousins to say, you know what? Okay, I'm willing to sort of. Calm down a little bit. I'm willing to figure this out. I like Jay. We get along well. It seems pretty clear they do. Uh, it seems pretty clear from for me forever that Gruden wants Cousins back. So you put all that together, and maybe this is a move to signal to Kirk Cousins, hey, let's get this done. Maybe. 
part of me, maybe just because I've been thinking about it more, still wants to go with that other angle that this was a way to hedge in case Kirk Cousins bails or, or you know, they decide ultimately they're going to trade him to say that to, to the Redskins as a whole, hey, Jay Gruden is, we believe in Jay Gruden's system over this over this player, and we're not, we're, we're going to move forward with this, but at the same point, we recognize it's gonna, it may take a minute to figure out plan B, and therefore we just want Jay to recognize that we want him back and um, <clears throat> and all that. So I think those are factors to consider when we're discussing why this Jay Gruden contract extension came down and the meaning behind it. I also think, you know, look, the reputation of the Redskins, at least the public reputation, you never can tell what's being always said behind the scenes in truth. Um, I've seen way too many instances over the last couple of years, whether I'm covering the Redskins, covering the Wizards, covering Georgetown, uh, basketball, where I see what the national media is saying, and they're looking at the program from far outside, and they're not there on a daily basis, and their perception of what is happening is not rea- is not reality. So sometimes there's a lot of noise that goes on that does not reflect a truth. That doesn't mean it's always wrong. I'm just saying not always. So the Redskins have certainly faced a lot of criticism and a lot of questions about what's going on over there the last uh, week or so in particular. And free agency is about to start in a couple of days. And this may be a way to at least signal to agents or players, hey, whatever you think, whatever's going on with Scott McClellan, Jay Gruden is here. Jay Gruden is here, meaning this system will stay in place and, and people can feel good about that. Certainly the Redskins haven't had some overwhelming records the last two seasons. And yes, 8-7-1, and one, while technically a winning record, it's a little sketchy in that respect. But they did have their first two winning seasons Back-to-back in, like, what, 20 years? Uh, Jay Gruden has a winning record over the last two years. Um, Yes, you do have to count that first year, but I think you also have to be realistic with that first year. You know, the the Redskins were not good. That's why they changed up from Mike Shanahan, and and, and Jay Gruden was saddled with RG3 in a a screwed-up quarterback situation that, you know, it seemed pretty clear he didn't want to be a part of, and, you know, he, he had to learn his way to get out of it. Um, and ultimately he did, and I think that's, you know, what he, and I, I suspect with some help from Scott McLuhan, talked ownership into saying, hey, Kirk Cousins is the better option, that's where you need to go with, and ultimately that worked out. So, yes, you count the first season, but I think you have to be realistic with it um, if, we're, if, you know, if we're going to play that game. So, uh, the logic of this move, to me, makes sense on multiple fronts. The timing of this move, bizarre beyond belief. But maybe it's just a calculating one. And the Redskins decided whether they're talking to, uh, like I said, potential free agents around the league or their own free agents or just the world at large. Hey, calm down. We're good. At the end of the day, Jay Gruden is the guy who is setting the tone here. He's the one who's in many ways, shape or form, the face of this franchise. He's staying. That's what you need to know. And I, I, I think some of that is... Uh, is is reasonable. I I mean, the Redskins, like I said, they don't give you a lot of reason for optimism. It's easy to immediately fall back and say, oh boy, here they go again. But I think you do have to, I think it's important to look at what things are happening in the moment and whatever anybody else wants to say about this move, ulterior motors or whatnot, I think giving Jay Gruden extension is a very reasonable move. That doesn't mean they're going to Redskins will win the Super Bowl in the next two or three years. It just means that prior to this last week or so, where this drama existed that may have have nothing to do on some base level with Jay Gruden or the organization as a whole. It may have to do with outside 
factors that, that's sort of out of their control, perhaps. Things have been relatively calm, and I think Jay Gruden is a big reason why. All right. So you're, again, listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Let me get into my interview with Rick Neuheisel, former NFL quarterback, coach, <clears throat> now analyst for the uh, Sirius XM's NFL, NFL channel. Uh, really fun uh, talk. He was pretty candid about his, his take on Kirk Cousins, the player, the Redskins plan. And we also got into his thoughts on some of the top quarterbacks in this draft, including Deshaun Watson from Clemson. So check this one out. Uh, and I will be back with a, uh, after this podcast, I'll be back with more other other folks I talked to out in out in Indianapolis should be uh, should be a good run here for us on the podcast. So here we go, my one on one with NFL analyst Rick Neuheisel. Curious, I guess one, just your general take on on Cousins' these last two years as a starter. What have you seen out of him? How do you think he's developed? And kind of where do you think he can go? I don't think there's anything not to like about Kirk Cousins. He's got. Uh, I mean, I go back to watching him play at Michigan State, maybe in the bowl game against Georgia, forgetting which bowl game it was, but he engineered a great drive. And, you know, he's, to me, uh, a very competitive, very complete player. Does he have everything you look for? Maybe not, but who does, right? It's about uh, moving the chains, getting the guys in the huddle to believe that you're the guy. And I think he's done both of those things really well. The numbers speak for themselves in the last couple of years. I'm not sure what the Reds are looking for or maybe just that the sides are so far apart that they couldn't do anything else and maybe the sides are so far apart because Kirk wants to be someplace else I know there's a lot of scuttlebutt out there that the Shanahan's and uh, are you know enamored with him and he may be enamored with with them uh, so we'll we we'll just wait and see if it plays itself out I know given what I'm reading about the franchise tag now, the exclusive franchise tag that he's been given the second year in a row, it looks to me like the leverage is clearly in Kirk Cousins' uh, corner. Right. Uh, that definitely seems to be the case. And I'm wondering from that perspective, you've obviously been part of organizations. He would, If he were to get paid either on the tag or something sort of in that range per year, it would make him one of the higher-paid quarterbacks in the league. Does it become a point, though, as, a, as important as a quarterback position is, that for you looking at building your entire roster in a salary cap era, that becomes a point of, hey, we can't give this player that much, even if it isn't that important? Or well, it's a, it's a, it's a catch-22. And, and I think one of the most remarkable stats that I've seen about Tom Brady, and there's plenty that's remarkable, is the relatively small cap size that he's taken. Now, that maybe that's because he's got a supermodel wife and they don't need the money. I have no idea. But whatever they've done, whatever the formula of how Tom Brady has taken the less than huge number cap size and still perform like he has, if you can get that recipe for everybody, everybody's in great shape. You know, the question remains, will Russell Wilson at $20 million a year allow for Schneider and Pete Carroll to put together the great defenses that they put together. Right. I mean, is, is all those guys, the Cam Chancellors and Richard Shermans want to get paid too, right? Interesting question. Uh, and if Kirk Cousins gets to that level and gets a monster five, seven-year deal, whatever it is, do you have the pieces to put around him? And therein lies the question. But, you know, franchises like Chicago, uh, Miami, 
have said it's almost more scary not to have a guy, so they invest in Tannehill and Cutler, respectively, and maybe didn't get what they thought. Right. And or, or Houston with Osweiler. Is, are we where we needed to be here? You know, so it's a very, very precarious deal. One thing that I think everybody agrees on: you can't win without one. And so it's probably better to risk on the side of overpaying and getting a guy that you believe can play than letting somebody walk out the door and hoping that somebody will walk in that can. That's why I thought Denver was such an interesting situation this year. Now, obviously, maybe they decided Brock Osweiler wasn't that guy, but to go from maybe No one that, knew more about Brock Osweiler than Denver. Right. No but, one knew more. But to go to a guy, ultimately, with Trevor Simeon, who was a seventh-round pick or so the year before, to go to that extreme, but they had so many other pieces to sort of see how that experiment And I heard, I heard, I haven't done this research myself, but I heard that uh, Denver's quarterback numbers were better this year with Simeon and Lynch than they were with uh, Osweiler and and, uh, Manning. But there's no there's no number you can put on the leadership that's given by a guy like Peyton Manning, uh, Osweiler in his in his in his role as a backup. I'm sure is an easier place to be than as the front guy for the Houston franchise. But uh, it's 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 a conundrum for the Redskins because here, I, my best approach. If I'm them, is we love you, and we but we don't hear that from them. We love you. Come and be our guy, and let's do it, and let's be our guy for for a long time. It's almost like it's a uh, is it McLuhan, the, the, the GM there? Yes. It's almost like when he was saying, "How do you like me now?" <laughs> was was a challenge rather than way to go. We just won, right? You know, which is kind of an interesting relationship between management and, and uh, the player. Uh, obviously, the numbers seem to say it's working, but it, it isn't the, maybe the way I'd go about it. No, no, that was definitely an interesting exchange. A lot yeah. of people had a lot of different thoughts. Uh, let me just ask you this last question. So right now, he's got the franchise tag, so worst case, he would come back and play for that money. But that said, it would be essentially... He wouldn't get the third tag of the, the cost would be too crazy. $34 million? Right. So if they can't get a long-term <laughs> deal, would the Redskins, they're not at least, I'll say, they're not a team that based where you would think they are right now is a Super Bowl contender per se. Maybe they morph into that. You never know. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense if they can't get come to a long-term deal to play with Kirk Cousins for the one year just to see what happens and then knowing you're not building towards anything or trade him now and get what you get? I think you have to find out if there's a way to come to a – uh, a place where both are happy and both are excited about going forward. Thanks, and if you can't, I think that's who and you prepare for the, both both eventualities during the draft and free agency. More more the draft. But if you can't, then you try to get something. Because a year from now, he'll walk out with nothing to show for it, right? Uh, and therein lies why I say that the leverage lies with him. Because if he just makes it impossible for you to sign him, now you've got to almost let him go. Or you're going to have him for one where he's really kind of thinking about where I'm going next year. Right. Uh, since we're here at the combine, I guess I'm going to ask you just about the rookie quarterback because it's possible if they trade him, I may be looking into the rookie quarterbacks a lot more. What do you just think about the class in general? There's only one that kind of stands out to you. I, I think it's uh, a very interesting class, not a very experienced class. You know, I know everybody's excited about Trubisky, but he started for one year. 
Uh, Kaiser's a great-looking guy, but he was not the starter two years ago. He got you know, got it in by default, and, uh, and and was spotty at times this year. Uh, Chad Kelly has all sorts of question marks around him. Uh, I, if you're asking me, I'm going to Sean Kaiser. Sean Kaiser to me uh, put up unbelievable numbers against the 33rd NFL team. That's Alabama on defense. You look at Alabama's defensive. So Deshaun Watson or Deshaun? I said Watson. Okay. I, I thought you, I did. You said I, Kaiser. That's okay. I meant Watson. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's I apologize. No, no, no. I, I, mix, I mixed, not metaphors, I mixed Deshaun. <laughs> the close, uh, names are close, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. No, Watson is, is the guy that I would go with. Against the best football team in college football over the last uh, decade, he's put up monster numbers on the biggest stage and done it in a lot of NFL formations, a lot of empty. Uh, Hunter Renfro's, you know, uh, another version of a Julian Edelman. That's an NFL package, what was going on there. They worked Leggett the way he worked him uh, to find the matchups that he's looking for and to still have the ability to make plays with his legs. As, you know, we've seen the greats in the NFL are able to extend plays. He throws well on the run. I, 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 I don't see any downside with Watson. Great. I really appreciate your time. All right, man. Thank you so much. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.